Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Let's make it more contemporary with what's going on over the last 24 hours, both in the papers and in markets. And I'm joined by Aidan Donnelly from Davies Stockbrokers. Good morning to you, Aidan. Good morning, Emmett. How are you? Good. Last show, so we're in good form here. Let's go through some of the things that the papers are wrapping up with. Um, interesting one on the front page of the Irish Times business section. Uh, Smurfit, Kappa, um, they are, of course, a big um, cardboard maker and paper maker and so on. They're looking at doing a merger with Westrock, which is a big US company. Uh, has been going along reasonably smoothly. Generally, consensus it's a good idea. The markets have cheered it on. Most of the analysts are happy with it too. But along comes this morning an activist fund, uh, and they're not happy. A company called Prime Stone Capital. They own about just shy of 1% of Smurfit Kappa. They say it's a bad idea. They say it's a waste of money, that there's not going to be value accreting from all of this why are they saying it so late? And do you think they've got any valid points in here? I, 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 I think this ship has sailed. I don't know what, the, I don't know what's behind it really. To be quite honest, which, as you say, the you know the, the agreement was formally uh, signed in in September. It's going to create the world's biggest packaging group with annual revenues of nearly thirty four billion. And there's lots of cost savings in there that that Smurf have proven themselves being to be very, very good at eking out cost savings and all the deals that they've done along the way. Um, and it's not as if the you know the um a prime stone are saying that um you know they shouldn't be doing any deal. They're they're saying that they're coming up with a, a better deal and it's it, it's to do the international paper deal that was that was talked about a couple of years ago. Now again, you know you never know whether Prime Stone are sitting on, on, on international paper stock as well and therefore want that one taken out instead of, of, of um, yeah, West Yeah, stra- The strange one about it is that they say the company being acquired, it, you know, Westrock, it's not efficient, it, its returns are poor, but that's presumably the whole point of the exactly. acquisition. <laughs> Yes, exactly. You know, what's the point? Why, you know, if if you want to improve something, you don't buy a beat up jalopy and turn it around. It's much better to do that than to buy a brand new Ferrari and not get a whole lot out of it, you know? Yeah. OK, let me let me direct you on to the examiner where a, a more bigger and established company, Apple, are being discussed across the top of their business section. They say Apple has added nearly a trillion dollars in market value this year so they've had a good year but such gains next year will be far harder to come by they've got problems in china this apple watch issue which uh, there's a row over uh, the intellectual property used for that they're also you know the, the, the stock is very expensive so are the markets misjudging apple or have they been a bit too enthusiastic do you think no, the big the big thing through this year has been these the, the 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 so-called magnificent seven, which is the big seven stocks that have driven market returns this year. Apple is obviously one of them. I think it's worth bearing in mind that although they're the magnificent seven this year, that they were the they were the malignant seven last year because the share prices were 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 hit significantly. So in a lot of cases, they're just bouncing back to where they were, say at the end of of twenty twenty one. Uh, sorry, end of 2022. Um, so I think the 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 um, you know there's definitely questions out there in terms of the valuation. There's there's very little growth in the company. You know, if you look at where um, profit forecasts are for for next year, you're looking at only seven percent growth, and you're paying a 29 percent or 29 times earnings. It looks very very expensive, and I, I I wouldn't disagree with them. But I think it's it's you know the rally. Don't confuse the rally this year with enthusiasm. It's been a lot of other things that have been going on. 
on in the market um, in terms of, you know, with higher uh, interest rate costs going up, these companies don't have any debt, so they're not impacted by that. And they've also been able to cut costs an awful lot. We've seen all of the tech companies laying people off, so they've been managed to cut costs this year and, and generate think, um, a little bit of growth. Do you think Apple in particular, there's two things that occur to me is one, because it's the world's most valuable company, it attracts a lot of cash into it just by existing, you know, just a lot of index funds and companies that are playing it reasonably safe will just go in there. But secondly, the thing that's more interesting to me is they haven't really kind of been part of this AI story at all. I know they are working on a platform in that area, but they've sort of been left out of that. Do you think that will eventually catch up with them, that they're not seen to be part of the, the new wave, which is the AI wave? Well, I, I think the first point is a very valid one because of the sheer size of it, um, you know, given the size in, in, in the S&P 500 and say in the MSCI world, you know, exchange traded funds are forced to buy them all the time. Um, and as money flows into exchange traded funds, the you know, they have to buy buy all of these big names. So it's not really an investment view that those guys are taking. They just have no choice to do it. Um, I think on the AI front, I, I think you're also right. They, have, they are way behind um, everybody else. That doesn't say that they can't turn around at some point next year and, and splash out a whole load of money and start buying people. So I wouldn't necessarily think that that, that will, will, will hold them back. You know, they can always write checks. They've, they've proven that, as, as have Microsoft and, and some of the other big players. Then push comes to shove, they'll write, they'll write a check. So, you know, I, th- I think the bigger issue is, you know, if you look at it, they haven't managed to grow revenue for the last four quarters in a row. And I think that's a bigger question and mark around it rather than necessarily where they are come forward. Now Aidan, uh, finally we're, we're in a spirit of equality, we've taken a story from each of the papers so let's finish up uh, our paper review at least with the Irish Independent who have a headline saying NAMA transfers £350 million to state ahead of planned closure in 2025 so if that's right, next year is their last full year from what we can gather uh, this story is suggesting that well, it has paid out £4.9 billion to the state, that includes tax over its lifetime. Now, we, we're getting used to these NAMA headlines of paying this mm-hmm. and dispensing that. But to be fair to the organisation, no, none of this was really appreciated or predicted when they were set up. So they have ended up on a high note, which a lot of people will be surprised by, because when it was set up, a lot of people just fundamentally disagreed with the whole idea of a bad bank. So uh, when we look back and take that bigger span of time, it, it's quite a different story than the one that's often trotted out. Absolutely. And, and I think it's a good news story to end on when you look at the amount of money that's come back into the state coffers over the period, as you said, not just in, in, in terms of money transfer back over, but also the taxes paid through it. But I think the other thing that's also important is, is, is just the, the, the last element in this article. It, it points out that in 2023, NAMA developed 200, uh, delivered 294 residential units with 445 still under construction um, and with another 100 155 uh, with conditional funding co- uh, commitments. They've not. They've moved from being a kind of a yeah, let's sort all the all the toxic stuff out to actually starting to create value by by not only returning cash into the state coffers but also more importantly, I think by by delivering houses. They said on, on you know they're saying on the remaining land has the potential to to deliver about just under 15,000 houses in the medium to long term. So I think that's also uh, you know a real positive when you when, when you look at this story. Now let me tr- turn your attention to the last 24 hours. This is an important day. Obviously a lot of people trade who trade stocks and equities and commodities and all the rest of it 
they're finishing up that they may have already finished up a while ago but nevertheless that the last few days of the year do kind of set the tone for the year gone and also into the new year so where are we in markets overall do you think like how are we ending the year I haven't looked at the S&P or even the Isaac in a while but what's your overall verdict? Look, I think if you look at the index levels, you'll see that, that that the markets have had a strong year. But I think that belies what I mentioned earlier about the Magnificent Seven driving most of that, uh, most of those gains. So I think, you know, in the last two weeks, we've seen a, a fairly rapid rebound in, in uh, markets uh, because the belief that, you know, there's going to be significant amount of interest rate cuts next year uh, in, on both sides of the Atlantic is fueling the animal spirits. And I think my own sense is that that it's probably out over its skis a little bit um, because, you know, if you, if you looked last week when we had Federal Reserve meeting, you know, going into that, the market was predicting four interest rate cuts next year. The Federal Reserve come out and say, mm, we think you might be a little bit ahead of yourselves. Maybe it's only going to be three. And the market went, oh, great. They said there's going to be six next year, right? And and now that's what's been priced in, in, in into the market. So I think it's it's just we're, we're at that kind of silly season part of the year where volumes aren't particularly good. You're getting the market whipped around day in, day out. Yeah, and the contrast... On the contrast between what the market is saying and what Philip Lane was saying about 48 hours ago, now obviously he's not a, a direct market player, but nevertheless he was saying a lot of pay claims have still got to catch up with inflation. We don't know how big those pay awards are going to be. So I know he's talking Europe, but nevertheless he was really, really strongly a counterpoint to the market enthusiasm. He, he was effectively saying, I'm not even sure the inflation story is over, far from it. So somebody's wrong here, in other words, is what I'm saying. Well, I, yeah, I, I, look, I think the, ultimately the central banks are sitting there and they don't want to see the mistakes made of the past where they took their foot off the brake too early and inflation came back strong. There's definitely issues out there. We've seen the oil price spike in the last couple of days, what's going on in the Dead Sea. Um, and I don't think we're necessarily out of it. Yes, the, the inflation is definitely coming down, but I think the central banks will want to see it stay down as opposed to just come down um, and, 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 you know, maybe get a couple of months where the stability in prices at that low level uh, that they're looking for before they feel necessarily comfortable about going into a, a, a wave of interest rate cuts. And I think the other thing, particularly in, from the US perspective, that's important to think about is the economy continues to grow reasonably okay in in the US. So the central bank will be sitting there kind of going, well, if the economy continues to grow, inflation isn't dead, maybe we don't need to actually cut interest rates just yet and we can keep them where they are for just another little bit longer. So I think that's going to be the big debate now as we go through the first quarter of next year. You know, has the market got ahead of itself in terms of interest rate cuts? Well, it'll keep us both employed and things to come. Hopefully. Uh, listen, thanks for all your contributions for the year uh, gone, Aidan. We really appreciate it here on the programme. And thanks for giving us that latest update on markets over the last 24 and 48 hours. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.